テレレレレテテレテレテレレレレテテレテレ Hey, welcome back! Welcome back to Bad Gigs. Apologies for the delay in releasing a podcast, especially this one that I promised a couple of weeks ago. But the pubs are back open and I had to do my duty and help them survive. I had to spend whatever little amount of money I had on massive alcoholic drinks to pour into my body, all in a bid to save the hospitality industry. I am a hero. I know. Thank you very much. Hey, the next story, this story is insane. I spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. It is batshit crazy. So I'm just going to go straight into it. Here is Scotty McNairn from the band Nerdlinger. Enjoy. What's happening? So what, <laughs> yeah. what, what do you do? Are you in a band? I am in a band. I am in a band, yes. A dodgy 90s melodic punk rock band. Nice. Um, band. I say dodgy as a disclaimer, so you... You know what you're getting yourself into when you come and see us at one of our shows. Uh, yeah, I, I'm the same. I say the same. Dodgy comedian, dodgy stuff. Yeah. Just just to give a pre-warning that there's going to be weird shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. It's it's nothing but a disclaimer, but it's good. You know, it sets the tone. People yeah, that's perfect. Um, yeah, just, it means you don't need a complaint department. You can just bypass yeah. that all together. Oh, fuck. Just... I do it. I get it. I, get, so I, run a, I run comedy quizzes, an alternative pub quiz. And oh, I do uh, corporate gigs every now and again, but they understand that it's not PC and it's it, it's not for everybody. <laughs> so I had, it's come up a couple of times where I had Rolf Harris in the quiz. Uh, in, oh, yeah. in, he's wearing Speedos in, uh, <laughs> uh, in, on holidays somewhere. And it was Elf on the Shelf. So all the answers rhyme like Elf on the Shelf or Nelson Mandela on a can of Stella. And the answer to that was pedo and speedo or something like that. And it gets it gets a big laugh, but there's there's always one person that comes up and tries to complain. And I'm like, you know, and I act as if I'm not the boss. I go, oh, look, it's just, I'm just a messenger. Send me an email. I'll fucking delete it straight away. But uh, yeah, oh, they, there's nothing yeah. they can complain about, you know, it's nuts. You knew what you were getting yourself into. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. maybe saying it at the uh, the New Zealand Conference of Child Academics might not have been the, the best place for it, but yeah. It yeah, yeah, they weren't into it. <laughs> they weren't into it. So actually, I, fuck it, I did a gig for the, the, the similar to that, but they're called Plunky here. And I did material about my daughter, who at the time was doing my head in. She was two years old. <laughs> and they fucking loved it because they were in the dark. You know, in the oh, yeah. in the room, yeah, so they yeah. were laughing their heads off. I'm like, this fucking kid, because they understand. <laughs> like, they're human. They are human too. Yeah, yeah they people. Get it. They yeah, it's off. it's people. It's yuppies that don't have kids. They're the ones that get offended <laughs> on behalf of other people. I've heard this yeah. is true. I've heard. Uh, I've met up with a few people during lockdown, like legally, and uh, there was a guy uh, we heard in the park. He was Scottish, which was random, but he, he turned around and he said to his wife. I fucking hate this kid about his own kid. <laughs> so this is, that was about <laughs> brutal. nine weeks into lockdown. So people that are surrounded by kids yeah. have, a, have a different opinion <laughs> of kids, you know? Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got to do a disclaimer at the start. Actually, I've got my first coming along. Oh, uh, good. 30th of December is the due date. Oh, Jesus. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we're rolling now, but yeah, if that little one, if you're ever listening, uh, this happened years ago and uh, it was before you were even <laughs> thought about being conceived. So, uh, yeah. oh, brilliant. If any families listening, this is on you. <laughs> this, uh, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, mine, mine is uh, January 3, uh, four days oh, after. No yeah, so it's one of them. Oh, yeah. This is your Christmas present and your birthday present, Jobbies, yeah, you yeah. know? She's got to grow yeah, up. We must have been drunk that. on the same weekend then. We must have been, yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't remember. I can't re well, I can't remember, so that must be you. Yeah. That must be you. Yeah. No, <laughs> that gives it yes. away, doesn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I don't even know if it was me, to be honest. <laughs> I know, I'm pretty sure. She's fucking, she's a spitting image. She's got the beard as well. She's spitting image. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that's, if not you, then at least a close family member. So that's. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My sister. And it's, uh, <laughs> and so you, when you were in lockdown, where do you normally gig? Uh, man, we were doing a few things online. Um, we had oh, a couple of, a, a pub nearby called Lazy Bones. Um, yeah. And they were doing sort of like online. Through the um, get folked is the uh, is the night that they do at Lazy Bones. So there was yeah. a couple of those. Um, you know, it, it was it was mixed. You know, like one or two was okay at the start. It was pretty fun. Um, but yeah, the online gigs were just. But the problem is that I'm not very good, um, and you can hear every single mistake. You can hear every single fuck up. I play bass normally, so I'm trying to play full bar chords and make them sound lush and beautiful and full, and they just you know yeah. all these bung notes are in there. Um, uh, I probably spent too much time like. We had a fireplace, so I was I was trying to have this nice ambient background, and I'm like, I really should have been rehearsing, but instead I was out the back chopping wood because I wanted like <laughs> a fireplace to be going. Yeah, you um, got to I do did that. that for about an hour. Got splinters, oh, went oh fuck this, and ended up I just um, glad wrapped an iPad to the front of the the fireplace door, and then just put a two hour loop of a fireplace on. Uh, that's so just what, as much serenity. That's what happened. My favorite bar here, the Irish bar. Uh, I went in and I seen they had a fire in uh, uh july i was like you got a fire in here and i went over and it was literally that it was a, it was a fucking ipad up against the screen yeah <laughs> yeah word into yeah, the, the system works man yeah it, do, it, it looks feels, good it feels warming yeah. it does feel warming yeah and how did and when you were doing online gigs who was watching could you were you using zoom could you see the people um yeah we're just doing through facebook live so you can oh, yeah. see the comments yeah. Um, I sort of had my phone like duct taped to a mic stand that was falling apart. So it was sort of, once I got it balanced, I just sort of left it like it was this thermonuclear device and just sort of backed away gently. Yeah. Um, my partner was Michelle was sitting on the couch and she's just reading all the comments and I, I couldn't see any of the comments. Um, yeah. But I just hear her laughing every now and again. Like, oh, yeah, yeah that's brilliant. true. He does do that. <laughs> oh, what are you talking about? That's um, brilliant. Yeah, you know, it's sort of yeah, a bit of a commentary back and forth. Um, yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was better than nothing, anyway. Um, oh shit, yeah, like that's that's how I felt because uh, I did the Zoom gigs like this, but a gig and people, and I hated it. Uh, and I've told the story yeah, before. Right. I could see them having a conversation, talking about taking the bins out, you know, like <laughs> home conversations. You're watching people yeah. sitting there eating the dinner while you're like, yeah, you fucking. And uh, <laughs> I hated it. And the laugh was yeah. the laugh was out of sync. Everything was out of sync. But then yeah. Facebook Live and YouTube uh, private stream live is exactly what you did was great oh, because yeah, yeah. I can I can talk to the camera. I don't need to talk to the people or yeah. watch them in yeah, their own yeah. house. And then that's how I ended up doing it. And it was the only way yeah. to do it without losing your mind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I've, I've watched a couple of them. Like we had a team meeting where we tried singing happy birthday together and that was just one of the worst things I think I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> um, you know, an, an office happy birthday is pretty bad at the best of times but then you've got people starting here, people starting there. Yeah. Um, so we did it once, never did it again. Just yeah. It's not going to work. <laughs> Man, it's shocking. I cannot 
cannot stand it. And it's, uh, yeah, I just can't wait to get back to uh, proper gigs, like just people. Yeah, yeah, we got a few. There was We got our first um, gig coming up. Our main band's called Nerdlinger. Um, we got our first gig coming up on the 12th. Um, but we haven't played together for like two years. We've been recording, but um, our guitarist runs a recording studio. So we sort of go in one by one and just like, I'll come in and go, oh, I've got this idea. We lay a bit of it down, yeah. start recording. And then the next guy will come in a week or two later and do his parts. And then the songs have just been written like that in blocks. Yeah. Um, the last time we actually had a jam together was probably maybe before COVID. I don't know. Uh, we're pretty lazy. Really? Fucking um, hell. Yeah. So we got two back-to-back rehearsals and hopefully that's enough to get the muscle memory going. We'll see what happens. Um, but like I said, we, we, we've always been open that we're dodging. So, you know what, if it sucks, then yeah, uh, that's true. Really it's it's funny. It yeah, no, that's funny. That's funny. We did it uh, when we came out of our last lockdown. I think it was about 12, not 12 weeks, eight weeks, nine weeks. And we went on stage that weekend and we forgot how to speak for two minutes. <laughs> it, was the, it was the weirdest yeah. thing. We just didn't know what to do. And then muscle memory, like you said, mm. and just you fell into the rhythm of it. But those first two minutes, it was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And and 200 yeah. people going, well. Yeah, no, you know? I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. went to, I went and watched the gig a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, my mate was playing and she finished. And I, I just forgot what to do. I waved. I know. Yeah. 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 What did we do? Just, yeah. She, like, she was like, yeah, thanks. I was like, yeah, you're welcome. Oh, hang on. I'm oh, yeah. back in the room. The lights aren't even on. You know, yeah. 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 Hey, yeah good it's so <laughs> fucked because you're used to watching telly and stuff and you're just sitting there. And when it's, you know, if, if you're going to a lot of gigs or performing a lot, you, you make that mistake of at the end of a song on TV, you start clapping. You're like, oh, what am I doing? And then it's yeah. the opposite. It's the opposite now where you're watching a live gig and you're like, they're finished. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go bring the bins in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring the fucking bins in. Oh, man, that's great. How long was your lockdown? Ah, yeah. uh, oh, man, I don't even know. <laughs> a couple of oh, yeah. months. I think I think it's four and a half months was the longest one that we had. Right. Um, which, like, I, I know it's been really rough for a lot of people. It's actually been really good. Um, for me personally, because my partner's up with us. Yeah. So uh, we were locked down. She was having all this horrible morning sickness. I was working from home. I could go and pull her hair back while she's yeah. um, coming to guts her into the toilet yeah. bowl. Um, she works like an hour and a half commute as well. So she didn't have to do that hour and a half each way while she needed to pull over and throw up. So yeah. and actually the timing worked quite well for us. And I think a lot of people, you know, you go to the coffee shop now and everybody's either got a puppy or they've got a baby or they're pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what I'm else do you do in a lockdown, you know? Well, that's it. Like, <laughs> I got a massive puppy. It's a, it's a, that's my yeah. next show I'm working on is uh, cliches of lockdown. And I adopted a massive puppy, <laughs> but then we came out of lockdown and you know, I was on the road again. So, uh, but yeah, it's fucking mad. I don't want to do. Yeah. I know what you yeah. mean. They're too big to flush. It's, um, you know, it's not He's, like it's I, a fish I give it a go. He tried to jump out the car window about a year ago. He's fucking massive. Come here, Ramsey. Up. This is a puppy, right? This is just over a year old. Up. Oh, come here. Oh yeah. Come here. Oh, look at him go. That's a freaking donkey. Look at the size of that head. Wow. Yeah, that is huge. It's bigger than yours. Yeah, it is now. It's massive. That is a nugget. Yeah. <laughs> look at him go. Now, fuck <laughs> off, dog. Nah, he's good. Uh, yeah, go on. Tell us about... So this podcast is, like uh, Pink said, it's about uh, bad gigs that you can have a laugh at. And mm, I've interviewed yeah, a load yeah. of comedians and uh, other sort of performers so far. I just love hearing stories about shocking gigs. 
<laughs> oh yeah, well you've 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 come to the right place. We've got a pretty bad one. Are we, ro- are we rolling now? You want me? You want oh, me I'm rolling the whole time. Or? Yeah, I rolled the whole time. Oh, just get the banter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, all right. I get. So we we call it the infamous. I won't give you away the title actually. Um, so anyway, this a bit of context to give up for you first. So this was a couple of years ago. As I said, our band's called Nerdlinger. Um, we've always said that we're pretty dodgy, uh, but 90s melodic punk rock, which is great because you can be too drunk on stage and that's the best thing about punk rock, you know. It just, it, all the fuck-ups kind of sound intentional. Not that any of them are. And worst case scenario, there's distortions covered. Yeah. Um, but look, at the, we've been, we were all sort of mates for quite a while. So, you know, we grew up, um, a lot of us were living together. We were drinking together. Um, at the time, it was myself, Timmy Bulmer on guitar and vocals, uh, Michael Cannings on drums, and Daniel Antics, who's the one that runs the recording studio, Deaf Wolf, which I don't know if he wants me to mention or not. But anyway, disclaimers aside. Um, so anyway, yeah, we've we been mates for a while. We're, we were always pretty drunk and we play. We're down in um, Melbourne uh, playing this gig called Knotfest. I don't know if anyone knows uh, the fest in the States. Um, it's basically this huge, like this, all these people in Gainesville go over to some other town. It's this huge football match and everybody just leaves town. So a couple of punk rockers that were left said, oh, well, let's, you know, the town's empty, all the jobs are gone, so let's put on a music festival. It just got bigger and bigger. Anyway, it's a huge punk rock festival. Um, but obviously that's over in Gainesville in Florida. So these guys in Australia who couldn't afford the flight tickets started doing their own one. They called it Not Fest because it's fest, but it's not. So we're playing uh, Not Fest 5, I think it was, Not Fest 5 and Not Fest 6, run by these guys, Whiskey and Key. Um, it's in the old bar down in Melbourne. Um, I can't remember where it was, but... Uh, Think that'll become apparent well apparent now we were we were blind drunk just to just to set the context so it's a three-day three-day festival i went down there on the friday because just had nothing to do you know i was going to meet up with my cousin uh, he lives down there but he bailed so i get there on the friday afternoon and it was like a work function i just uncomfortable awkwardness you don't know anyone there so i just started drinking and introducing myself to everyone um realized as well that i could tap into our bar tab um so for anyone that's you know not listening, comedians, I think it's the same same yeah. thing as well. When you play a venue, you typically get a bar tab or a rider. Um, you know, it's an undisclosed amount of alcohol, or usually it's a couple of hundred bucks, depending on where you are um, on the bill. We were headlining on the last day, so we actually had a pretty good rider. I think it was like two or three hundred dollars worth. So I, I, Friday afternoon, I just started drinking, um, and this just basically kept happening all weekend. Um, it got to a point where I'd sort of befriended the bar staff. I noticed when their shift changed changed so um one of the old tricks uh cannings used to use was uh go up and stop saying that you're from the nerdlinger bar rider and instead oh my name's josh anderson i play in revelers um start drinking your friends <laughs> rider it's very yeah, it's a very good technique but sometimes with poor results so anyway we're playing this well, I'm, I'm there on the friday just drinking having a good time meeting all these people um super brentley bar staff I had this like crab shack that was the kitchen uh, we just love saying crab shack so that was always fun um, they had a really small green room, um, but really friendly staff. They were selling this drink called Picklebacks. <laughs> so the rest of the band all had to work. They couldn't get there. I think it was Saturday afternoon by the time they were able to turn up. And this thing starts like 10 in the morning too. So it wasn't, it wasn't shy. Three days in a row of drinking through the hangover. You know, that kind of yeah. wake up and there's nothing else you can do. Yeah. Um, so Saturday, I think it was Sunday afternoon, um, probably about, yeah, about 12 o'clock. I'd, I'd already spent all my money. Um, didn't have any money for food. The, other, the rest of the band had turned up and found out that I'd been drinking all their rider. So I had to start <laughs> buying them drinks as well to recoup that. Likewise for the other band whose rider I'd also drunk. Um, they announced that there's this uh, chili eating competition. It's like potato gems covered in raspberry chili. 
Yeah. And so I'm sitting there just thinking, well, this is a great idea. I can, I can get some free food out of this. Yes, if I can, if I can eat my weight in food, um, you know, fill myself up, then I might win the competition. I might get a bar voucher and also either way, it's free entry. So what have I got to lose? Um, are you a hot chili fan? Have you had uh, to a certain level, hot chili sauce yeah. at all? Well, I'm Irish. I'm not able for it. So, oh, there you go. but I do yeah. like a bit of spice, but I've, yeah, I've dabbled. I'm, I'm probably about the same. I'm not the biggest fan of hot chili. It gets pretty, uh, it has a pretty serious effect on me, both on the entry and the exit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, free meal. I was broke at the time. Uh, so what do you do? You hurry down into it. So I didn't win. Um, I think I got third <laughs> and there was only four of us in the competition. Ah. But I was... I was pretty satisfied with my with my efforts. Um, you know, I came away feeling pretty full, so that, that was pretty good. Uh, but about probably maybe about half an hour, forty minutes later, started to just the, the the drinking and the three days of it was starting to take its toll, and we still had to play. Um, you know, that was a good five or six hours away, so I, I just went fuck it. I've got to go and have a tactical vomit. Um, need to go and just get get up all this fluid. There's just too much beer and juice and everything in here. So went into the bathroom, couldn't really just do it mentally. So I've done the old fingers down the throat. Um, And that's, you know, brought a lot of it up. I wasn't quick enough to get my hands out of the way. So a bit of it's gone on my hands. Um, You know, I still had this just basically potato gems and chili everywhere. I was in one of those bathrooms where the sink is sort of right next to you as well. So I've, I've, I've done all my throwing up, thought I rinsed my hands properly, thought while I'm here, I might as well take a piss. Uh, it, it all went downhill from there. That was basically the precipice where things just started to really get messed up. So I've taken a piss and I'm using both hands because you now I like to make sure I'm controlling my stream where it's going. Which chili, uh, chili covered hands. The chili covered hands. It, uh, Jesus Christ. It's a bit uncomfortable from there. <laughs> um, so it, it starts to heat up and it's getting hotter and hotter. <laughs> and I've sort of, I've zipped up by this point and I've gone out into the main area. Um, and I'm just standing there like, I need to do something about this. This is, this is not getting better quickly. Um, so I just flopped out the block and tackle and just straight into the sink that is conveniently at waist height. Um, and I'm just there just splashing water all over everything. Like, oh, God, this is the worst oh, ever. Just the, the burn. Not thinking that the water's not helping. It's just spreading the burn around. It's yeah, just going yeah, yeah. everywhere. Um, it, it took a fair bit of scrubbing to actually start to get a little bit of pain relief. The promoter walks in. Um, he just kind of like <laughs> opens the door. Looks at me, like looks down and everything on display. He sees me just rapidly washing this thing. And I'm like, dude, can you please go to the shops and get me two liters of milk? I need to make sweet love to it. The chili. And he's just kind of like closed <laughs> the door and walked out like you just seen a bunch of people murdering someone and he didn't want to have anything to do with it. Um, so anyway, about uh, an hour or so later, the, the heat started to subside a little bit. And uh, the mouth is, you know, still quite hot because it's had the double dose of yeah, coming in. Yeah, of course. And um, yeah, Luke from Whisk and Key turns up with two liters of milk. He was like, hey, you look like you really needed this. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did. So I, I you know, cracked the top and I hadn't had much to drink in that last little bit because it just, you know, I, I just was feeling pretty rough. Yeah. So I, I, I just started sipping the milk and I'm just sort of walking around the green room sipping it. The milk's just going down. It's pretty tasty. Um, and I ended up, I'm, I'm a huge fan of milk. Like even on an ordinary day, I love polar chips and just like two liters of milk. So I ended up drinking about a liter, a liter and a half of milk, which is just normal for me. I, I can just yeah, do that anyway. Cool, yeah. um, which you know wasn't an issue. It certainly helped with the um, certainly helped with the chili. And I, I didn't end up making sweet love to it, but you know that's a story for another time. That's a different one, yeah. No, you're right. So we um, so where are we? So 
getting getting ready to play. We're up on stage and we've you know started you know getting back into the spirit of things. And um, this this particular knot fest was Hawaiian themed, so we borrowed some Hawaiian shirts and we had just these Hawaiian outfits on. You know, the lays wrapped around the neck, and yeah. because it was day three everyone had started to leave all the garbage there. So there was plenty of beach balls going around. There was plenty of white lays. Like we, we would just, you know, hit it up. Yeah. Um, we start to play and man, it was, it was not good. Like we're, we're pretty good at playing pretty drunk, but this was probably the tipsiest I think we'd ever been. Uh, our guitarist, Tim's standing there with his tuner in one hand and just stomping on the carpet going, my tuner's broken. <laughs> and we're just looking over like it's not even plugged in man like it's, oh god you're not even stomping on a lead you're just hitting the ground <laughs> in your head. it was it was one of those ones uh we'd finish this and Tim, tim's the carb one he doesn't really drink that much so it, just to give you a bit of an idea how, yeah. how we were at that point um so we, we start playing tim is giving everybody extra value by playing an extra four bars after we finish every single song we'd sort of finish roughly tight and look over and he's just still soloing away in his own world <laughs> Tim, the song's it's done man yeah, <laughs> right yeah. the next one now anyway we, we're getting probably about 25 minutes into the set and um i don't, I don't know if you're familiar with picklebacks no sort i don't a, think so a, a, so it's a melbourne shot um i mean the band's bad enough but the shot's 10 times worse i would rather do disgusting things to the actual band themselves than drink another pickleback in my entire life um, I think it's like it's pickle juice, like vodka and tequila, or just a whole mix oh, of shit. Wow. Should not be put together yeah. into into a uh, into a, a drink at all. It's pretty bad. So anyway, we're, we're on stage. We're playing away. And you familiar with shoeys? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we dived right into that world. We didn't even bat an eyelid at it. We were doing shoeys in Japan. Shoeys everywhere. It's just yeah. it's just fun. We'd, we're probably getting to the end of our stint doing shoeys at this point. Um, but, you know, we're not going to knock one back because, again, we're broke and it's free booze, even if it's out of a shoe. So, guy in the front row hands me a shoey. And I'm just like, ah, fuck. I don't know. Started putting the shoey down. And it was it was pretty rough. It wasn't great. Um, he's one of the guys that had befriended on the first day. So, it was even worse because I knew exactly where he'd been. And it was not hygienic places at all. Um, we end up you know playing another song and getting on with it um, the, the other shoe went to antics you know he's given him the other shoe and he's put it down very begrudgingly <laughs> we play another song and then the same guy's at the front and this time he's just standing there in his socks um he holds up a pickleback shot and i'm just like oh uh, like barely even remembering any of the own lyrics that i've written in that tech at that point so whatever I, I can't say no sure why not rubber elbow put the pickleback down it's about this time that the pickleback immediately curdled with the 1.5 liters of milk that was still just floating around in my stomach and had done nothing but sort of become a human blender of, yeah, uh, you know, milk. bouncing around, doing your punky jumps. And it was just, we were shaking this thing up, man. It, it was a protein shake for the demons. Um, so, so naturally, the, uh, the first thing that happens is I, I, I sort of feel this, um, there's no holding it back. And like, I've, I've, I've thrown up on stage before very discreetly into like a hat or something or, you know, one, I started drinking red wine because I would occasionally throw up in my mouth and I just figured it was easier than we keep the voice warm and, you know. Oh, like, yeah? Not that's uncommon good... to see me walking around a punk rock show with a red wine. That's class. Um, yeah, and it doesn't, there's no, it's not carbonated either. So it sort of helps 
you know, keep the yeah. stomach in there. And when a bouncer comes up and says, what's going on here? What's all the all the kerfuffle if you're standing there holding a glass of bread? It's like, I had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Even you if you were the instigator, they'll, yeah. you'll get away with it. Oh, Brilliant. Great. And um, so anyway, I'm, I'm feeling the chunder. The chunder's coming and there's absolutely no stopping it. Well, I've, I've just looked for the, the closest uh, vestibule or anything I could possibly throw up in. And the guy's shoe is just sitting right there. So I'm like, well, fucking that's going to do. One, two, hello, shoe. Pick that thing up. And I just basically filled this whole shoe up with all of the chunky milk, tequila, pickle juice, uh, hot chili sauce. And it, it was like up to the laces kind of thing. Now, a drummer at the time, Cannings, is sitting behind me on the drums, obviously. And I had thought him being on the drums, he'd have a pretty good view of everything that's happened. He would have seen exactly what's gone on. So I sort of, you know, sort of put that down. Yeah, punk rock, everyone. I'm sort of like looking for somewhere to put this vomit full of shoe full of vomit down. And uh, there's just nowhere to sort of see. So I turn around looking for like, you know, a bin or something that might've been backstage because we'd already made enough of a mess at that point. And Kenny's just sitting there beady eyed and just holds his hands out like that. And so I've thought, oh, he wants to, he's going to be a real top bloke and he's going to take that for me and put it down behind the drum kit somewhere out of the way that we're not going to make more of a mess. Turns out he didn't see me throw up into the shoe. He thought I was handing him a shoey from that he missed out on getting before. So he grabs this shoe full of vomit and just starts chucking it down. Just throwing it back like it was a free shoe of alcohol. Which is already bad enough. It was just potato jams, hot chili, milk, and pickle juice at this point. <laughs> and he's later telling me that he could literally, like, he knew there was a problem when one, it wasn't here. Two, he could feel the chunks sliding down the back of his throat. Oh, so, God. as anyone who's just sculled a shoe full of vomit would tend to do, he immediately threw up. And it was that bad. There was no time for him to control what was going on. So he's just thrown up all over the drum kit, all oh, over himself. A bit no. of it has splashed forward and, and sort of landed sort of towards us. And and we've all watched this happen. And we're like the three of us playing the, you know, the bass and guitars at the front and just watching with our jaws drop. Like, oh my God, he just like drank and threw up a shoe for oh, the God. That's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen since I just did that fucking thing in the first place. So Antics throws up because it's just fucking disgusting. Of course, yeah. Kim starts throwing up oh. because Antics is thrown up right next to him and he's already ridiculously drunk. I start throwing up again because there's just vomit coming out everywhere. It's like fucking if you put all of the exorcists and the sequels together and just put yeah. them on stage in the one room, that's that's basically what's going on. Oh, there's fucking vomit everywhere. There was, I think, two or three people in the audience threw up as well. It was <laughs> but, uh, you know, we didn't we didn't let it break our stride with punk rock. Um, we still had another 25, 30 minutes of show left to go. So oh, after man. we just sort of looked around and acknowledged the absolute pure filth and disgust that we are, I mean, we're, we're pieces of shit, we'll admit it. Back in the day, little one, if you're listening, I'm not a piece of shit anymore, I swear. <laughs> um, <laughs> we just tried to, tried to move on with it um, as best we could, but... Uh, I, I think I mentioned earlier that it was a Hawaiian themed gig um, and as such there was quite a few Hawaiian beach balls that happened to be uh, bouncing around the room and up until that point the beach balls would come up on stage we were just ah beach ball boom just kick it back off into the crowd that was all well and good but now it wasn't a dry stage it was you know a half foot or so deep in yeah. humid liquid Waiting so the beach balls are 
landing on the stage and splashing like literally like drops coming up like <laughs> and then that splash would go onto the, the side and then we're just sort of like that's disgusting this beach ball is covered in, covered in vomit get that out of here and go to kick it like we were before but the inertia of all the liquid that's now on the beach balls would then flick off. Yeah, of course. <laughs> science. It's happened for science, right? Yeah, yeah, it's no denying it. So, yeah, there was, there was another 25 minutes or so of just beach balls <laughs> bouncing around, vomit splashing <laughs> everywhere. Um, it just, it was the first time, I think, and only time in my life I've ever had a hatred for beach balls. I mean, they're normally fun and exciting. Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah it, it was getting pretty bad um we'd turn around and cannings would be hitting the drums you know like uh, i think there's a few film clips where they're like playing in the rain and you know, yeah it's off and it looks really cool and slow motion you, yeah you hit the tums and it splash yeah we were getting that but it was indoors and it wasn't rain oh god it was, yeah it was it was pretty brutal that, <laughs> to say the least so we finished quality. um everyone that was there stayed in the venue they didn't particularly leave straight away which is quite astonishing i don't know what that says for the crowd that um tends to come to our shows uh but we even so just tie on to that the the next year for some reason we got invited back again <laughs> they're like oh yeah no we, we really like what you guys did it's like you must have left on saturday afternoon or early sunday morning there's no way we're yeah. getting invited back to this place again it wasn't a different venue so maybe that helped i'm not sure if they were allowed to do gigs there again sorry whiskey key i bad um i wouldn't be surprised i certainly wouldn't hold it against them i wouldn't let me in the doors to be honest oh wow. um, so so the next year we're playing and we'd, we'd learn our lesson we'd you know we'd, we waited until after we played uh to get up to any kind of debauchery um and uh on the on the last day like i, I was leaving i think i flew out on the saturday or the sunday afternoon watched the whole show everything went off you know we played pretty sober um but i won't say who it was in the band um just so they can't be incriminated later but uh basically we had some uh what's the polite way to say it so there's performance enhancing hugs for legal reasons um <laughs> so, so i'm going to get on the plane well i'm you know getting my gear ready to leave the, the accommodation uh so checking my pockets and i realized that there's still a packet of uh said performance enhancing hugs yeah oh I, I obviously can't take these on a plane is there anyone here who would uh would like to take these off my hands and now uh, the anonymous one, oh, what the hell, it's Daniel. Um, he's sitting there just like, well, I'm here for another three days. So sure, why not? You know, I'll, I'll take those off again. No worries. See you, mate. Good show, good show. We hug. See you later. I'll see you back in Sydney. with housemates and see you back up there. About 10 minutes after I left, he took him. And about 15 minutes after that, he was walking downstairs and he tripped over a bit of the rug that was <laughs> lit up, that was edged up. Yeah. And he managed to then fall forward and somehow catapult himself right through the glass coffee table that was like the centerpiece of his rental place um it just smashed everywhere and he cut his wrist uh pretty much from oh, palm halfway up towards shit. his elbows like, he missed he missed everything important he i don't know how the hell he did it like it was huge cut he obviously had to go get surgery to get it healed yeah. but he didn't hit an artery he didn't hit a major vein he just he managed to dodge everything that would have killed him flat um, but he did start tripping out when he was in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. So, uh, and, and this guy hates blood. Like he, he can't even look at blood without you know, sort, of, sort of keeling over. Um, so he was having a pretty interesting time on the way to the hospital. Um, when he started getting stitched up because he was, he was getting, he needed to catch the flight home. Instead of putting him under general anesthesia, they put him under local so he could stay awake with the sheet up 
um, and you know had to have the doctors fix him and yeah because everything was so close <sighs> to a serious or a major vein they had to um, they brought in you know some of the, the real top dogs that were the, the guys doing the operations um, and this guy was like the head uh, I don't know whatever the correct terminology for his hand operator dude person the guy person yeah. thing. Um, so you know he, he's there just having a chat with him and um, oh yeah you've really done a number on yourself haven't you and he's like telling this guy how much he loves him and you know, how much he's <laughs> hero and just it was a pretty long procedure, so he managed to ride the wave. And he had a good time and ended up getting on quite well with this with this doctor, yeah, a surgeon rather. And at the end, he's sitting there and he's like, "So what actually? What brings you to Melbourne? What are you doing here?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, I played a punk band. Um, we just we were down here playing Knotfest." This head surgeon's like, "Oh yeah, I was there last year. Oh. Saw some band just throwing up all over themselves. It was disgusting." <laughs> So that was me. Yeah, that was that was me. Yeah, that was us. Yeah. That was that episode. That was mental, wasn't it? It was like something out of a movie. Everybody puking on each other and the cordles in the belly with milk and uh, it was oh man, what a story. I loved it. Hey, thanks again for listening and thanks for the new people jumping on. Uh I'm gonna try and get two more out before Christmas. If I can, I'll do my best because uh, I've gotten, I, I'm enjoying the feedback. Do you know what I mean? People are liking it. That's good. That's always good, you know? It's nice to have that feedback. So I'll try and get a couple more out before Christmas. And that will mean I've had 10 of these episodes done before Santa Claus comes down the chimney or breaks in through the window or whatever method he does in this apartment I'm living in. I hope he just comes through the door like a normal person. Christmas is lovely. I love Christmas. Do you know what I found out? How I... Oh, no, I shouldn't tell the story. Santa Claus is real, right? He is real. But how I found out something when I was... Like, nah, never mind that story. I won't tell that story. Should I tell that story? I don't know. I'll tell that story. It was weird because everyone... Santa Claus, he ate and drank different things in people's houses. Different houses, you know? So, like, in my house, he always had... And it was always what your dad or your mother drank or ate, you know? So we used to... Like, and my dad was missing teeth. Teeth. Toots. He was missing toots. So when we left out a carrot for Rudolph... Rudolph... And then we'd get it in the morning. Rudolph was apparently, he ate a chunk out of the carrot. Rudolph never finished the carrot in our house. He, just, he wasn't in the house, to be honest. On the roof, apparently. Uh, and But the teeth marks were from my dad, his, his missing teeth, were in the carrot. So you're looking at that going, like, and I, I didn't watch CSI as a kid, but I'd look at that and go, ah, something's up here. That, that, that reindeer, Rudolph, has the same amount of teeth that my dad has in his mouth. I say teeth, I don't say the H, it's not my H, it's the Queen's H, teeth, thief, I can't say thief, I can't say thief. So Santa Claus, right, he ate and drank different things in different people's houses. So it was always weird in the schoolyard talking about what people, different kids left out. For Santi, right? So we always left out uh, Carlsberg, right? Cause, and my dad drank Carlsberg. And my mother drinks Carlsberg. And Santa always drank Carlsberg. He loved Carlsberg in our house. And then we realised he always ate and drank what the parents ate and drank. We didn't leave out Carlsberg and a packet of crisps for Santa Claus. My mate David, for some reason, Santi drank uh, Guinness in his house. Always drank it. He was very drunk flying around the sky. He drank a load of Guinness and uh, and some cakes in that house and my other friend John well that's a bit sad he, he did a, he, Santa did a bit of heroin in his house and uh, and that was it really he had a really sad experience of Christmas but there you go thanks for listening
Take care of yourselves. Happy Christmas! Over.